0: All right. Hey, so this show, we're a couple minutes late going live because we've got just such a cool guest.
1: It's
0: absolutely worth it. Producer Chris is like losing his mind backstage right now. It's fantastic. So we're gonna we're gonna spare you all the new setting and what that's about and the the football recap. I do that at the end. That I just have to have you here. (laughs) But anyway, we're gonna do that at the end because right now we're gonna bring on Betsy Shank from Acorn Acres and Poppy. <laughs> this is fantastic. Poppy, what's happening? Poppy's like, I got this. Poppy the groundhog. Thank you for having us, guys. <laughs> yeah. So Betsy, you're you you founded Acorn Acres, correct? Correct. They did. And so let's like let's like let's just bring our viewers and listeners in. By the way, if you're catching this episode on audio only, you got to go to Lancaster Connects and watch this cuz Poppy is just she's just giving us the business right now, letting us letting us know what What's up in her world?
1: <laughs> so let's uh, let's can you can say go. who Poppy is. Pa- well, yeah, let's have Betsy. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause Poppy, I mean, we are in the presence of a celebrity right now. This is we like we are. We'll get there.
2: So, so Poppy the Groundhog uh, is our educational ambassador. And um, when she was a little less than a year old, she did the Super Bowl commercial with Phil Murray and Jeep uh, in 2020. She's uh, she's our Emmy-nominated ambassador.
1: But how, how could how could they not? How could you not win? Like, I mean, did, did, who would they give the, the the award to? Like, I mean, I, I would think you got to give us to the Groundhog. Oh,
2: for the Emmy nomination, yeah, uh, that went to a commercial for. Um, uh, I think it was
1: a school. <laughs> okay, well, all right. It was yeah, cool. it, the competition
2: okay. was very tough. And the fact that we were nominated um,
1: is pretty spectacular. So so that was Poppy two years ago, two or three years ago, doing that commercial. Yeah.
0: 2020,
1: yeah. So, yes. 2020. Yeah.
0: So again, another reason you're listening to, to, to jump on LancasterConnects.com. <coughs> check out the video up, part, video episode that we streamed this on. Uh, we can't play the audio of the commercial because of uh, copyright, YouTube rights. We can show up, we can talk over it. We found it just for clarity. You know, Betsy didn't send it to us or promote it. We, we found it because we knew we were going to have an Emmy nominated Poppy, the groundhog (laughs) on a show. So we found it. Uh, but this is so cool. You got Bill Murray, uh, in the
1: Jeep with Poppy. (laughs) How did, how did, did they find you? Did you find them? How did that connection happen?
2: Uh, I have, um, rehabber friends all over the country. And, um, a very dear friend of mine in New York is a a—a uh, a naturalist at a wildlife center. And the agent had contacted them about using one of their ready sliders in the New York State Lottery commercial. And uh, the last minute after Mr. Murray agreed to do the commercial, um, pretty much all agents across the United States were freaking out. They needed a groundhog in the middle of the winter. They hibernate, guys. Most of the groundhogs are asleep. So uh, the agent called a friend of mine and said, "Hey, I need a groundhog. Do you have one?" And she said, "No," but I know who does. And Poppy um, was she had a she was born with a birth defect and uh, it's a malocclusion, so her incisors were removed and she was post op uh, recovering from her surgery, and she wasn't hibernating, so she was wide awake. And uh, we did a quick casting call with a series of pictures. The producers liked what they saw, and um, less than a week later, we're we on our way to Woodstock, Illinois to film.
0: That's so cool! So, it, it was a
2: once in a lifetime opportunity.
0: Yeah, so I mean, we started this show out like out of a cannon. We got Betsy on <laughs> Poppy, the Emmy-nominated Groundhog. Uh, Poppy's hamming it up here for the camera, eating. What's she nibbling on there? She's got banana? a uh, She has
2: banana chips right now.
0: Banana, banana chip. chips. It looks like she's loving them. So let's let's step back for everybody catching it, jumping in or catching up. So, Betsy, tell us about your organization and what you do.
2: Uh, I am a wildlife rehabilitator, and I'm the founder of a Acres Wildlife Rehabilitation, and we specialize in the little guys, the underdogs, uh, the, the the squirrels, the bunnies. And the juvenile woodchucks, these are the guys that you see in your backyard every single day. They also, the squirrels and the buddies are also the number one and number two animals that come into rehab centers across Mm. the nation. Uh, We are the only facility in Lancaster that specializes in those species. Um, And I think my personal feeling is with when you specialize, you're really able to provide a different level of care.
1: Yeah. You mentioned woodchuck. What is a woodchuck? Is that like a chipmunk or similar? A woodchuck? A groundhog,
2: a whistle pig, a land beaver—it's all the same thing. It's this.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's that's a woodchuck.
2: That yes, Poppy is
1: a woodchuck. Yeah, you always hear the how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could? But uh, what is a woodchuck? I don't I don't know. Okay. That, none. That's the record. Straight. Woodchucks don't chuck wood. That's a beaver. Okay. <laughs> so the answer to that is always none. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Wow. So, did I just learn that woodchucks don't exist and that they're groundhogs?
2: Woodchucks do exist. Oh, uh, woodchucks, okay. land beavers, whistle groundhogs, they're all slang. The proper name is uh, monax.
1: They're marmots. Okay. 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 We were getting an education. I, like my whole childhood, just literally this array.
2: What a perfect segue, because that's 50% of our job as wildlife rehabilitators is education.
1: Yeah, it is. So yeah. We
2: educate our finders. We educate our community. We go to um, schools and organizations and educate um, them. Actually, we're working with a lot of schools right now with the uh, One School One Book program, and they're they're reading a book about squirrels. And at the end of their programs, at the end of the book, they bring us in to do a presentation with our educational squirrel. And since
0: a groundhog is in the squirrel family.
2: We take Poppy as well.
0: I think Poppy's loving this. Out. Is Poppy over her allotment of banana chips at this point for the
1: day? Poppy
2: wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to know,
1: You have a pretty unique story of how um, you started Acorn Acres. Are you able to share that with us?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, so in 2010, in April of 2010, I found a squirrel in my backyard. Um, I thought he was dead. I picked him up so my dog wouldn't eat him. I didn't know why he died. Um, he wasn't dead. He was very much alive. Um he just needed some help. So I did what Mm. was what felt natural and I helped him and I released him. And I found my calling that day. Well but I couldn't figure out how to get through all the red tape to become a rehabilitator in the state. So I worked under a different rehabilitator and I, you know, traveled around um, studying under different people in different states and kind of gave up on my dream of having my own center. Uh, and then one day in 2020, the world changed. And um, since I was a seamstress, I started making masks for the veterinarians because the veterinarians donated all their masks to the human hospitals. So I took my very small sewing business and. We made thousands of masks. Um, I I never set out to make a profit. I did profit. And I felt very bad um, making a profit off of COVID. Sure. So I took those funds and I enrolled in SCORE. And I hired an attorney and the three of us yep. together. And I opened a nonprofit, rehabilitating the squirrels, the bunnies, and the juvenile woodchucks. Uh, so that I could get back to my community in a long-term, meaningful way. So, COVID kind of made my dream come true.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's... I think everybody would prefer a world without COVID, but stories like yours, um, stories like yours are really inspirational in that fact because you just didn't sit back and wait around and sit around. You decided to chip in in your own way, using the skills and the talents that you had and... And out of that came so many other great things, bringing us together and having Poppy on screen of all things. is one of those <laughs> things, which is just it was so incredible. Uh, by the way, Poppy uh, on the, maybe you missed it, but looked like she had a little burp and then they uh, pat on the back and then uh, she's doing her own thing. Oh, now she's back. Well, I mean, just adorable little animal there. And she's just hanging out. Yep. Love it. She's professionally
1: trained. She, she's done many zooms. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, since we're back to Poppy, um, does Poppy have uh, uh, like a home where she goes, like like a crate, or you know, somewhere where she is during the day or night, or or do you let her out, or how does that? What does a ground hug do in your home?
2: Poppy has a gigantic page. Um,
1: okay,
2: she does live in my home. Um, the cage takes up the entire wall. it's two stories it, it's huge. It's a luxury condo. It is a luxury condo Poppy doesn't want for much um, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when the weather is nice uh, she does have a clubhouse outside and that is an absolutely gigantic room size page and that's where she's got um, you know her big running wheel and tubes and tunnels and ramps and things to play with all different kinds of enrichment. These guys are incredibly intelligent and we, we got to keep her little brain busy.
0: So when you say trained, um, wow. and in like, so explain, explain what Poppy's day is like on a set, a commercial set. Like we have, we have the Jeep Gladiator commercial with Bill Murray playing here now on screen. So like, can she sit and stay?
2: Poppy doesn't have certain commands that she knows. Wow. If they just kind of, you know, right now she's in what we call participate. Um, I'm not gonna really say her release word because then she'll run away because she knows that she's allowed to go do what she wants to do at that point. Um she does she understands yes, no, you know, certain words. Um so when we were at when the commercial set, um we'd get her set up and I I'd put her in a participate. And I, I, I was very, very close. You know, when they say that there's TV magic, it's it's really real. I mean, it's actually mm-hmm. a um, thing. It, it's surprising how close I was to her during the entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're looking at on screen right now, I was actually sitting in the deep next to the
1: swearing. I, I was, well, I was wondering. I was about, literally yeah. right there. It, <laughs> so it was so, like really surreal to see poppy during the super bowl i'm sure like like you knew everything about that commercial you made it you made it happen really yeah, that's, yeah that's awesome
2: yeah it was it was pretty yeah. interesting it was that's it was truly fun. a once-in-a-lifetime experience yeah.
1: yeah now does does uh mr. Bo murray stay in contact with poppy was is there was there a close bond formed there does, does he check in or is he gone?
2: He does not check in with Poppy, but Poppy does send him a Groundhog Day gift every
1: year. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we go
2: we go through our agents and uh, she has the ability to get him. Um, Poppy has her own line of merchandise and we come out with a new style every year, one Groundhog Day. <laughs> and uh, Poppy makes sure that that her friend, Mr. Murray, receives the piece every year. That's awesome.
1: Nice. Nice. So cool. So, uh, so, how does somebody find Acorn Acres? Like, so you you rehabilitated and, and helped out the squirrel you found in your backyard. Is that how most uh, of the the uh, animals that come into your facility? Like, somebody sees an animal in need and they call you. How do they find you?
2: Yes, usually they find us in a tonic on Google. Um, okay. they find an animal. Um, they may have heard of us uh, from one of our events. They may have, um, you know, just come upon us um, on some of the social channels. You know, one of their friends shared a story or something that we posted. Usually, when we're contacted, um, it's an emergency and people are having a meltdown. We are the calming sense on the other end of the phone. Um, we're going to be able to walk them through what they need to do, how they need to do it, and when they need to do it. And uh, sometimes it's just a matter of watching the animal and trying to get it back to its real animal mom. And other times it's, Mm. yes, you you do indeed have an animal emergency. Please bring the animal to us.
1: Mm. Yeah, so you help them think through, you you help the human think through how to handle the the little one, right? Um, Correct. So would you go to... uh, will Acorn Acres go to the home or will you have them bring in in certain circumstances? Do you do you go to the house?
2: No. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 99.9% of the time we bring the animal to us. Uh, we are a very small facility. Um, I am the only rehabilitator and uh, we have uh, five to seven volunteers. Um, I literally don't have time to leave the facility. Uh, if I leave, animals aren't going to get fed. So we ask that the finders bring us the animal. Um, okay. If it's simply impossible, uh, we do have um, a network of capture transport volunteers throughout the state. Um, we will call upon them and ask. Uh, we usually ask the finder to reach out to family, friends, and neighbors to see if they're able to help out. Um, you know, we're, we're really going to do everything that we possibly can. You know, if I'm diving home from a program. And I get a call, and I'm two blocks away from where the finder may be, just by chance. Then, yes, absolutely, I'm going to stop and pick up that animal. Um, that's very rare. Since we opened, that's happened twice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so people, so let's kind of take a step back from the situation where you come, you have the need to to reach out to you. So you're in your backyard, you're walking through your park, your neighborhood park, and you see. A groundhog, a whistle pig, a woodchuck, a rabbit, a land beaver, which are all the same species of animal we've just come to learn. So, there's Lancaster Connects bringing you some education for today. Uh, you see a little squirrel, you see a little baby rabbit um, or a rabbit in need, and you can tell it's injured. Um, how, how should somebody kind of engage, pick up, handle the animal? What would you recommend there?
2: Okay, so we're talking with two different things here. In Pennsylvania, the woodchucks or the groundhogs are a rabies vector species. Do not touch Mm. them with your bare hands. Mm. Do not have skin contact with that animal. If there is a potential exposure, we are required by law to euthanize and test that animal for rabies because Mm -hmm. rabies is 100% fetal all the time. Right. And... I know that's very hard to hear, and it it upsets a lot of people. But it is literally a matter of their own life and death. So, mm-hmm. do not touch a rabies vector species with your bare hands. Take your shirt off. Use a t shirt. Use a sweater. Use a cardboard box. Use a pie pan. <laughs> use anything that you can use. To gather that animal, we generally recommend a box-over method where you take a box, place it over the animal, and then take something um, sturdy, a pie sheet, a cookie sheet, a pizza box, something to slide underneath the box, and then you slowly rotate it and tape it shut, and then you secure it. That works for a bunch of different animals, your bunnies, your groundhogs, your squirrels. Um, Stay away from the bitey end. You know, even a baby that has teeth can get a good chalk in on you. Uh, surprisingly, bunny spite, too. Uh, people are always a little surprised with that. Um, wear gloves, you know, gardening gloves. Some people want to wear their, their dishwashing gloves just to protect themselves from any sort of um, zoonotic diseases. That's fine. Um keep, keep the animal um, warm, dark, and quiet. So... Um, don't let it sit outside when it's cold outside. Um, dark makes everything much more peaceful and the animals hurt and we're big, me and humans, we are actually considered predators. Um, so warm, dark, and then quiet. No dogs, no music, no yep. kids. And it's going to regain everything nice and quiet, allow the animal to calm down and, and allows you to calm down too a little bit for the finder and then you transport to us And a lot of our job has already been started at that point. We can't work on an animal that's looking out. We work on an animal that's cold. So if you've provided a warm, dark, quiet atmosphere, we're going to be able to start our job, which is assessing and saving that animal a lot faster. If it's not done, then we have to do that when the animal gets to us.
0: And I guess to to go back to what you commented on about uh the species of animals that have rabies again, and which which two specifically were those?
2: We have six in Pennsylvania. Okay. The ones that I deal with, groundhog.
0: Groundhog, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, certainly take Betsy's advice there. Don't touch it with your bare hands, but maybe just use that as a general rule of thumb for any animal you're gonna pick up because they got, you know, they're they're dirty. They got they got their own little animal things going on with them and it's just not nice. But that's very don't important. Don't kiss the um, animals, don't lick the animals, and wash your hands. That's yeah. the best advice. Just wash your hands. Once they've been rehabbed, you can hug on them and love on them all you want.
2: No. Oh no. <laughs> no we want them to no. <laughs> no. These are these are now Poppy's an ambassador, so Poppy's different. Right. Yep. Um but the the animals that we raise are wild animals and they are going back out to their natural habitat. Yeah. Okay. Uh when we release our animals, they want absolutely nothing to do with a human being.
0: So they just scurry off and everybody's As fast happy. as they come. Yeah. Yep.
1: Betsy, Acorn Acres um, is a nonprofit, correct? Correct. We are a nonprofit. Yep. And uh, so as a finder, you find an animal, you bring the the animal needs your service. Um, does the finder pay a fee or is it paid for through the nonprofit? How, how does that work?
2: We are 100% reliant on the generosity of our community. Uh, we are not allowed by law to charge for our services. Uh, we do ask for donations. Uh, every squirrel from birth to about 16 weeks of age, which is when we release, costs us about $250 to raise. Okay. Um, that is not being in the tell an animal being sick, having veterinary bills, having medication. That is a healthy, a healthy baby squirrel from the day it's born, born until it's released. That's how much it costs us. So, um, nobody receives a salary here. Nobody gets a stipend. Um, all donated monies go to the care of our animals. Okay. Okay. And we are not a lot of people think that, uh, we are paid by the game commission or by the state. We are not. Uh, we are governed by the Pennsylvania game commission and the USDA. Uh Those with federal permits have another level of U.S. Fish and Wildlife that they have to be able to. I don't have federal permits. Um, I do my little guys. I don't do the birds where you need those specialized permits. Um, none of the rehab centers in the state are
1: subsidized
2: by any government agency. We are nonprofits
1: and uh you mentioned veterinary services that um, some of the animals need. Uh, is that something you provide or you have a network of veterinarians that you work with?
2: Oh yeah, we are not veterinarians, not at okay. all We okay. have um we have to have a sponsoring veterinarian, which is one that we work with predominantly. um yep. since I deal with um, the rodents, they have some particular um, problems that that they can develop uh mostly with their teeth. So I also yeah. deal um with a very specialized exotic veterinarian that has a lot of uh experience with the with, with the teeth of rodents.
1: <laughs> okay, that's 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 really cool. That's really cool. So you you have a um you so the rehab uh work that you do there is mostly related to getting that animal physically Ready for release into the wild, feeding them exactly, making sure they're strong enough, able to fend for themselves that sort of thing. Correct. Yep.
2: correct. Yep. that's part of our assessment when we determine uh, when they're ready to be released. You know we might get healthy baby squirrels or bunnies in and it's it's a matter of them being separated from their moms. Uh, we just raise them up and they kind of when you when you raise them together, right. they kind of raise themselves and teach themselves how to be what they are. Um when they are alone, we put them into family units and give everybody new brothers and sisters. And it helps them develop with some of their natural instincts. It's um, part of the reason we ask the public to not raise the wildlife because they normally do it in onesies, twosies, and then we have the bitumated animals and uh, dangerous.
1: So how many how many um, animals do you have on site there? You have a number of squirrels and rabbits and, and whatnot at any given time?
2: Yes, and it varies sometimes daily. Uh, you know, last year when we had the hurricane come through, we tripled our capacity in 24 hours. We, wow. we woke up the next morning and we had 67
0: squirrels. Yeah. So um. what, so, what, so that's interesting. <laughs> so what happened, like, so what happens during a hurricane, as an example, where the squirrels become injured? Like, what happened there? Uh, Their
2: nests got blown out of the trees and uh-huh. got waterlogged and fell out of the trees. And uh, so a mama squirrel is always going to have two nests. She's going to have her primary, and then she's going to have a backup nest. And if something happens to her primary, she's going to grab all of her babies one at a time and move them to her backup nest. When we're dealing with a hurricane and all the winds, it just blows everything out of the trees. There's nothing left. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of our babies were found floating down the road. Uh, They were found laying in um, mud puddles, just puddles of water at the bus stop two days later. So then they were suffering from not having a mom, hypothermia, starvation, a lot of different things going on. Um, And we were just taking it in as fast as we possibly could. The phone never stopped ringing, and there was thing as business hours. We just took as many as we possibly yeah. could until, um, you know, there's kind of a time frame when you're dealing with a natural disaster like that. It's it's rescue, 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 and then there's not much left to rescue after a certain amount of time.
1: So, how long is this a, um, a baby squirrel? A baby, like how long does it take from birth to being an independent squirrel?
2: We release our squirrels at 16 weeks old. Uh, okay. Some rehabilitators, we all basically do it differently. Um, I've been rehabilitating now um, since 2010, since I found my first squirrel. Um, so we're looking at, what, 11, 12 years. And I have found that they do the best, and there's the least chance of them coming back to me hurt or injured or starving to death when they reach about 16 weeks old. Um I think a lot of other rehabilitators do 12 or 14 weeks. These guys don't have their mom. Mom teaches them their, the skills that they need. And we have to figure out how to get them to learn those skills and become confident as squirrels. Mm-hmm. And I think the extra two weeks that, that we give our squirrels helps them. And the, the, the reoccurring rehabs that I would have are very slim. And so, so it's just from, from the day of birth until release at a corn acres for a squirrel is 16 weeks.
0: So what are what are one of one or two of those skills that you're able to show as little baby squirrel? What 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 are those skills?
2: Well I I don't show them. Uh, they, it's,
0: <laughs> you don't demonstrate I'm just kind of kidding. No. You gotta do this.
2: No. Um they need to. Uh, they need to know how to communicate. They need to know how to uh, climb their trees, crack open nuts, um, be scared of predators. They need to know um, what the wind is, what the rain is, what daytime is, what nighttime is. They need to know what their predators sound like and smell like, and they need to know how to play. You know how how to how to be a squirrel. And that's how they that's why we make the family units because they that they grow up with their brothers and sisters and they all okay. kind of teach each other. These are instinct to them. We just have to make sure that it comes out before right. we release them.
0: So you're there monitoring those instinctual mm-hmm. habits mm-hmm. Yes. fostered by being around other squirrels using the squirrel example. Okay, got it. Because I'm I'm like thinking, are, are you in- there like they're like, no, to I'm t- not waking that's <laughs> put the squ- a squirrel tail on. And <laughs> I'm, still, like, I'm just, still, I just like this is also like interesting to me. I'm still so kind of One of the things that
2: we, that we do, maybe, maybe this will explain it. Um squirrels like to play. All babies, young animals like to play. Um, I will give them a safe stuffed animal. Um, squirrels chew maniacally because they can, so they chew up this stuffed animal. And they get to all the stuffing on the inside, which is polyfill. Okay, now they have something that they will build a nest out of. So they pull that stuffing out of that animal and they take it back to a location that they deemed appropriate for a nest. And they start building a nest. I give them sticks to chew on. They chew off the bark, which is healthy for them. And then they take their sticks back to their nest. It's enrichment. It's a toy. It's it's a game that I'm giving them, but they're actually learning how to do some of their life skills that way. That's cool. Is that you, spell you it got, out a little bit easier? you
1: got like a curriculum that they need to complete.
2: We have a curriculum for the squirrels. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, Mama Squirrel. I can't get your baby back to you yet. He's failed sticks. <laughs> He's going to hang for three more weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I mean that's so cool. That,
2: man, is, that is actually one thing that we um, we really, really try hard to do is get these babies back to their natural moms if possible. Uh watching a wild mom search <clears throat> frantically for her babies is mm. utterly heartbreaking. Yep. Uh we will we will do everything possible to give that mom the opportunity to collect her babies. Um it's only when We know that she's not coming back. And you can tell that usually by the condition of the baby when it's found. Um, Or if we know, like, you know, they said, no, we found her in the road. Or we saw the hawk take her away. Um, If we know she's not coming back, then we don't make the attempt. Uh, But if it's an unknown situation, we always try. Because we might be good, and yes, I specialize, but I am no match for a real squirrel mom. Or or a real bunny mom.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, have you had any instances where you've been able to see where you release little babies back into the wild, and there's a reunion? Have you been able to see that?
2: Um, actually, I have, but it it was in a different capacity. It wasn't. Um, it. Uh, yes and no, but it was. It's not the norm. Um, I had a head injured adult female come in that was pregnant. And while she was here recovering from her own head injury, she gave birth. Um, she had three babies. One was stillborn. Um, and then we had a woman contact us from Harrisburg with a uh, with a newborn squirrel. So I put all three of them together and I would monitor mom. Mom didn't know what to do with her babies because she had head trauma. Um I would hold mom and allow the babies to nurse because nothing beats a real squirrel mom or real squirrel mom milk. As the babies got older and they demanded more, she wasn't able to produce enough, so then I took over the feedings and mom recovered from her head injury before the babies were done growing up. So I released mom. Once I released a squirrel, I I don't know what I'm looking at anymore. They're squirreled all over the place. But when the babies got to the point of being released and they went through all their processes and then they passed all of their tests, I opened the portal and normally that's how I go for a couple of days. And then, you know, one day they just sort of don't come back and that means that they made it out on their own. I saw this adult squirrel come walking over, which is normal. The wilds check out the new ones. And then I saw mom, the adult, and three babies all go across the yard together and up a black walnut tree. So that's that cool. mom knew where her babies were and she came back and collected them and then they all left. And I they never came home that night. They all left together.
1: That's amazing, mate. That's, that's a that's cool amazing.
2: story. It was amazing. And I wish I had a camera. I don't have it on film. It's only in my
0: memory. Yeah. Yeah. So you um so obviously we've come and learned you do Rehab facility for these little these little critters for the squirrels, the bunnies, the groundhogs. Um, you have programs for groups about about all this. Like you can connect in person. You can come out to a school. It, tell us where you bring the, the the types of audiences that can bring you out and how that works.
2: So we will write a program for any type of a group. Uh if they're studying something special like Leave No Trace, or if they just they just want to learn about groundhogs. Um they're they're studying um, you know, the natural natural history of, of rodents. We're gonna cater our program to what they're learning. And we've gone as far as Philadelphia. Um, in one instance we went all the way to Illinois to film the commercial. Uh, we have birthday parties that we do. Uh, I have one coming up in New Jersey. Um, when I when I leave the state, there's a whole lot more work involved, you know, a whole lot of more permits and stuff that I have to acquire. Um mm-hmm. but for the schools, they just contact us, say, hey, this is who we are, this is what we're doing. Uh, can you come out, bring these animals? And we write the program to fit their needs. And then uh, we go out and present. And uh, you know, all of our programs include an activity. Different people learn different ways. You know, there's right brain, left brain. Sometimes they need to uh, be doing something with their hands when they're um, listening and learning. So there's always going to be a break time um, with the kids. It's all about the education. I mean, those little guys, they absorb so much information. We have them draw groundhog burrows. And we talk about what kind of rooms they have in their houses. Well, let me tell you, some of these burrows are pretty elaborate. They come with flat screen TVs and microwaves. (laughs) But... It's, it's what, nice. Well, Groundhog burrow has different chambers. They have bathrooms and bedrooms. They have different uh, secret, secret yeah. little burrow areas where that's where they hide from predators. You know, so you're talking to a kindergartner about, do you have a secret room in your house? Well, of course everybody has a secret room. So all of our programs have an activity and then something that they can take home with them so that they're going to remember the time that we spent with them and then share it with their parents or their siblings.
1: Yeah, R- related to that what is what is camp acorn acres?
2: So camp acorn acres um, oh that is um, basically two hours of I don't want to say getting off your devices, but it's right. using your device outside to learn about things that you might naturally be scared of because you don't understand it so mm. you don't understand pants. And what do ants do for us? And why are ants okay? And what do ants eat? So let's use our devices. Let's look these guys up. Let's run a test. You know, so well, we had ants on parade, it was, you know, um, jelly and uh, lunch meat and a slice of apple we put on a plate. And then we set it next to a tree and we walked away for two hours and went and discovered all kinds of things that ants do. And then we came back to see which, which item the ants went after. Amazingly, it was the lunch meat. Who would have thought that the ants are going to eat the lunch meat? Well, then we talked about why they were possibly eating the lunch meat. And these children left with a completely new understanding of ants and, and why we need them and the fact that they're actually good for us. So we did that with um, bugs, the beetles, and we learned about poison ivy and poison ivy. It's These kids want their devices. And how can we teach them about the environment that they live in, but keep them engaged? We're going to teach them how to use their devices outside to learn about nature with them.
1: That's great. And and actually, that that triggers another question. So... um... A lot of the the wildlife that you rehabilitate, I think um, a lot of people think of as nuisances. You know, the squirrels are making a mess around the yard, and the rabbits are eating the vegetables, and the woodchucks are off being movie stars, not Uh, TV 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 commercials. What what would you say to those people who think that um, these animals are nuisances, and uh, what education can you lead them to to change their mind? First
2: and foremost. Um, nature is perfect in its design. Everything has a place. Wild animals live outside. We are taking their homes from them. Our perfectly manicured guards do not provide the habitat for the wildlife, yet we are continually trying to push them away and push them away. If we have a garden and they're eating the garden, they're clearly hungry. Because we Mm -hmm. cut down all their trees, which is their food source. So put a fence around your garden and then plant one for the animals.
1: That's a great point. Let them go eat
2: what they want to eat. Everybody can get a spare tomato plant. Just Mm. plant a separate garden and let them eat it. They're not going to come eat yours if they have something else that they can eat.
1: That's why you watch Lancaster Connects. That's great (laughs) (coughs) So That's
2: why we do the show.
1: Get you some education.
2: Sometimes... Our, our greatest efforts to send these animals away actually throw them in. Um, okay. There is a book and uh, the name of it is escaping me right now. Uh, it's one Amazon. I can follow up with an email to, to both of you with the name of that book. Um, it teaches, it teaches you how to coexist with these animals and the best way to get them to go away. Don't trap them or relocate them. 90% of trapped and relocated animals die within the first 30 days. Oh, don't kill them. That's where they live. You want to create an environment that is not conducive to them staying there. You know, use strobe lights. Use um, predator urine. You know, nobody wants to live where the predators are. If you have mm. a squirrel problem, go buy fox urine and spray mm. fox urine. The squirrels are going to leave if they show on your car. Spray your car with fox urine, just not the parts that get hot. But then it it stinks a little bit.
0: (laughs) I'll change (laughs) the (laughs) nail.
2: These guys are creatures of habit, and and they're just trying to survive, just like we are. You know, throw a couple nuts out. You know, just let them do their thing. And if if they're really, really destroying something stand back and look at what they're doing. And then possibly encourage them to leave by making the environment, make them feel unsafe in that environment more,
0: put a fence around your garden and plant another tomato plant. Yep. Well, like I had um, uh, squirrels chew my propane hose um, yep. at my campsite, and my camp trailer. Mm. And it was dangling down. And so I... Google it, how to stop that. And it was wrap it in tinfoil, because apparently they don't like tinfoil. I don't know who likes chewing on tinfoil. I know as a kid I was dared to do that. And it was awful. <laughs> uh, I can tell you. Uh, but I wrapped it, put repaired the hose, wrapped it, and then I didn't let it dangle. I brought it up and ran it tight against the trailer frame and everything's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So you just make it so love that advice. It's all good stuff. Um
2: So, So,
0: do you know why they chew
2: on that? No. Why? Because the manufacturers, and this is a very good thing, are trying to be more green. So, they've made a lot of the coatings for wires and tubing soy-based.
1: Soy is Mm. food. Interesting. The
2: wire harnesses in our cars, they get in the car and start chewing up the wire harnesses. They aren't going (laughs) after the wires. So they it so they're like able food.
0: to yeah, so they're able to smell that. Interesting. Yep. Wow. You yep. <laughs> know. Didn't oh, know that. No. there you go. Uh so there's a big event that you'd like to uh participate in around Groundhog's Day. What is that event?
2: Oh, we have our uh Ploppy's annual uh Groundhog Day Scavenger Punks, and that oh, is in nice. downtown Lancaster. Um <clears throat> That is actually a product of COVID. Um, we were trying to figure out how to get people into the downtown businesses. COVID was hard on everybody, especially mm-hmm. our mom and pops in downtown Lancaster. Got to get people back into the stores. I have a famous groundhog. It's Groundhog Day. Yep. Let's like do it. something fun with this. So we started what we called scavenger Hunt. And there each participating business had a poppy esque type product. Um, and then we made it a week long so that we could maintain social distancing. And You would go to all these different businesses and pick up the poppy esque item. So you're getting, you're, you're, you're helping with the, the downtown, downtown businesses. You're helping to support Acorn Acres because they make a donation back to Acorn Acres with a right. percentage of the scales. Mm-hmm. And you're having fun. You're getting out. You're doing something fun, something different. Are you... Well, uh, it evolved and it has grown. Um, We used to plan it like the first week or so in January. We are now planning in September. <laughs> so wow. We have a lot more participants
0: this year. Yeah. So are you... You're going to run this for 23? Groundhog's Day yes, 2023? We are. Fantastic. Yes, we are. Yeah. So if you're yeah. if you're watching this video now and you're seeing the website on the screen, it's got twenty twenty-two dates. So check back to uh to the site and all the site and all the links that we've been focusing on. They're in the show notes, they're in the posting with the video where you might be watching it. Uh check back on Aaron's um Acorn. Sorry, Acorn Acres.
1: I did that during the pre show.
0: Yep. I just did it. <laughs> I just flubbed it now live. Oh well. But check on Acorn Acres site, and you'll be able to get that up. That's cool. That's a cool of that. Are you going to do it a week long in twenty twenty three as well?
2: Uh, we are still working on the date. So Groundhog Day is on. It's the the way it aligns this year on the calendar is a little weird. Um, we're going to start some stuff actually in January. Um, okay. I don't know that I want to announce it yet, uh, but there are two organizations that are starting their Poppy S products. Uh, in January. So it'll run January and February. Cool. Um, um, but the actual event where Poppy's running around to the different businesses, I, I think we're going to try to keep that to you know, maybe 7 to 10 days, depending on how the calendar falls. Uh, it is over First Friday this year in Dozzell, Lancaster. So there will definitely be something a little extra big for First Friday. Um I don't want to release the details yet. We're still trying to fine tune some of that, but as soon as we have it out, um, we'll
1: let everybody know. Fantastic! But there I will have some, be a scavenger
2: hunt for 2023.
1: I have some Poppy questions, if that's all right. So does the? Do, I think <laughs> there was a Poppy fan page of some kind that Chris put up there. Do, do people follow Poppy around? Like when you go to, you know, the, you're participating. This does like. Poppy have a fan club that just like groupies. Show, yeah, groupies. That's right. That shows I think up the
2: groupies. Yes, she does. All
1: right, and <laughs> so in terms of popularity or friendship, is she friends with Punxatucky Phil and Octorera Orphy and and Gus, the, the what the most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania? Like the What is her groundhog. What is her status? Does she have celebrity friends? What is what is this?
2: Um. So Phil doesn't really like to communicate with us. I believe he called Poppy and fuster. <laughs> no. Um what? And that's okay. Um, well, you know he has his magic elixir and all that. It's 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 okay. Um Orphe and Gus, I believe those are puppets.
0: So okay. they really oh, don't okay. interact that much so they, with Poppy. They're not, re- they're not real Groundhogs fans.
1: I mean I know the I know no. the, uh, the 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 computer generated graphic of, of Gus. I just, just wondered what Poppy's opinion of Gus was. Okay. Well, cool. Poppy wants oh, Gus's job. Leave- ah, okay. Oh. Say that again. <laughs> Poppy, Poppy wants Gus's job. Oh, I like that. Very I like good. that. Yes.
0: Very good. I like it. So uh so this has been great. I mean, obviously people with you know, you heard about the programs that uh, Betsy and Poppy and the other little friends of Acorn Acres can bring um, to, to your kids, to your group. Um, so beyond getting you in for an educational session uh, and you connect and, and figure out the details that with everybody, how else can people support your mission and your efforts there at Acorn Acres?
2: The number one way to support us, uh, the most meaningful way is with a monetary donation. And I know a lot of nonprofits are saying the same thing, but what that allows us to do, um, we never know what's coming in the door. Uh it could be a healthy baby that just needs raised, or it could be something that needs emergency surgery. We could be looking at a six or seven hundred dollar bed bill uh just by you walking in our door. Um (coughs) The diet that these guys need is very um, strict. The monetary donations allows us to do what we need to do when we need to do it. Um, some people still don't really want to do the actual cash. Gift cards. Gift cards to the grocery stores. So you know I'm yeah. going to the grocery store to buy vegetables. Um, make the deposit, make one to our hotel at our veterinarian, which is Landisville. That way you're you're positive. Now doing that, you don't get the tax letter from me because they're not nonprofits. But with you know, you with a gift card, I can. Um, if it comes to us, then there would be if you file your taxes that way some some tax benefit. Yeah, um,
0: yeah.
2: that's the best way. Uh, there's always an Amazon wish list, uh, especially with the holidays uh, when you're doing your Amazon shopping. just Amazon Smile get a portion a of that. Uh, yeah. There's the Chewy wish list. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of,
1: of
0: yep.
2: different ways. And it it really comes down to what they're most comfortable with. And I just found the name of that book, if I can jump in and say that.
0: Sure, go ahead.
2: The book is called Wild Neighbors. Oh, and it's all Amazon. And it, oh. it'll just give you some ideas of what to do.
0: Okay, very good. And again, so that the uh, Wild Neighbors was the book that Betsy was referencing uh to kind of figure out how we coexist together in our backyards and where we live. But um, if you want to donate, again, if you're listening to this, it was Aaron's Acres Acorn Do- Acorn
2: Acres.
1: Or Aaron's Acorns, as Chris yeah. uh, so uh, I'm so boldly far. instructed me before the show.
0: AcornAcres, W R dot com slash donate. Acorn Acres, W-R, for wild rescue, as an example. Acorns Acres, wr.com, slash donate. Again, in the show notes, it'll be in there. uh, But you can certainly get a donation to them. We'll donate. I think I heard you say earlier in the show, bringing a squirrel back to the point of release into the wilds, about $250. That just so happens to be what we donate to all the charity guests that come on our show. So we're going to take care of a little squirrel.
2: Um, oh, thank you.
0: You know, maybe you can name it BJ for Ben and Jeff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we can, or
1: Lancaster connects the Lancaster, connects. yeah, world.
0: Little we'll Lancaster <laughs> connects world. There you go, like that. Anyway. We can definitely do that. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, I've had a blast. This has been fun. Great. Before we uh, have you sign off, because we got a little bit of business to do on the on the on the rest of the show. But um, before you sign off, can, is it is Poppy still around? Can we get a goodbye from Poppy or not? Or is she like? She's like, you know what? You guys have had my
1: time. Any more she's time right for Poppy we need to pay for. Her.
0: Right.
2: You right here. Hang on a second.
1: This is so cool. I, I I dude, I I think we should start a petition for Poppy to take us a job. I mean, it's I that would be It would be super awesome. Will be, yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
0: she's she's like, huh, I, those guys, those those clowns, <laughs> they can't say our name right. They're not professional. They're no Bill Murray. That's for sure. Yeah, right, right. Well, there's Poppy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, so that's a question. Job, so pops. was 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 uh Bill Murray uh receptive to Poppy or afraid or like did he have to get educated on how to handle her? Like what was so um Scooter,
2: the groundhog in the movie, um bit Mr. Murray a couple times, so he. He had some concerns. Um, yeah. I was able to share with him pretty early on that Poppy doesn't have her incisors, she can't bite him. Um, when he got done laughing, he he really I don't know that he ever admitted it, but I think he he loved Poppy. Um they worked really well together. He was not scared of her, and when when we were done filming, uh, he gave me a hug goodbye, and he said, uh, take care of our little friend. You've got something special.
1: Yeah, that's really so cool.
2: So I, I think he might have been a little sweet on
0: the pops. Yeah, it is Poppy. <laughs> and Poppy's just giving us the look. She's just, she's just owning the camera right now. Love it. Love it.
2: So she's actually well, looking at the camera. You know, she's a prey animal. Her eyes are off the side of her head, so she can't see um, with the tip of her nose. So when she turns her head like that, she's actually looking. So she's looking at the camera right now.
0: She, she's she's given the she's giving us the eye. Yeah, <laughs> she's working it, working the camera. <coughs> yeah, What is that from a Zoolander? Blue Steel? Oh yeah, yeah, she's yeah. And yeah. the Blue Steel look right now. So, <laughs> love it. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for your time. We really Thanks appreciate for it. Having we'll, us. We'll, we'll be sure to make that donation. Just
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: All right, do we connection cocktail? cocktail? Uh, yeah, I think we're running up against the clock, but we can. Yeah. So, Betsy, this is a uh, you know a little bit uh, more about, about Betsy, and and maybe not so much about Poppy. Um, Although I'd be Poppy's What is your favorite thing to do in Lancaster, Lancaster City, Lancaster County, whatever?
2: Um, my very. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I really enjoy. My most favorite is going downtown in the middle of a snowstorm okay, and listening yeah, yeah. to the silence, listening to the flake falls, looking at the beauty of Lancaster City
1: yep. That's in really the snow.
2: Cool. I, I, I love it. I know there's
1: and some there's people th- that are like crossing their fingers for a big snow this year because it's been a while. Yeah.
0: I'm <clears> hoping. <throat> I'm, I'm one of them.
1: Yep.
0: So, um, is there an annual event that you enjoy going to? Could be a charitable event, could be a fun event, can be safe, shameless self-promotion here if you want.
2: I love extraordinary give. Uh, the go. vibe in the city is is it's exhilarating. Um, and then in our own community, Millersville Parade.
1: Okay, that Those, was just uh, I, Saturday. If,
2: that was Saturday. Yes. If I if there I wasn't go. allowed to do anything else, I would want to be able to attend those two events.
1: Yep. So now being a a uh I I think uh, Acorn Acres is a Millersville area, is that correct? Yes. So uh so this question is relevant because I think there's um uh maybe locale uh preference here, but um Turkey Hill, sheets, rudders, or Wawa? Do you have a no. favorite? What's your preference?
2: Okay, so I am a Turkey Hill girl.
1: That's that's 100%. What I thought.
2: However, I will never pass up a good schmuffin, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can beat the coffee at Wawa.
0: Okay, all right, that's interesting. See, the, everybody, um, that's the way I roll. Like you have, if you're into a certain thing, you you're like, yeah, I'll pass that one, but I'll go there for the coffee, or I'll need yep. the gas here, or I'll get the schmuffin there, or Rudder's egg rolls. In the little heat case, oh! Thing. I, I gotta tell you, I kind of like those. No, I have not had them. They're not quality, to, that's for sure. But they're—I
2: might have to go <coughs> find
0: myself yep. rudders. That's right. That's right. So, well, thanks for playing along. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> this, look, like this has been like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's it. <hilarious. laughs> I mean, this is great,
1: <laughs> um, Bessie. Thank you so much.
0: Aaron.
2: Thanks for having us. This
1: <laughs> was, was a lot of fun. Three strikes and you're out. Just just leave the studio. you know. <laughs> just it was
0: like my mind was telling my tongue. It's acornacreswr.com for everything that's going on. Follow Poppy the Groundhog on Instagram. Um Betsy, thanks for all the work you do. It's really yeah. cool. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: Nice meeting you. Yep. <clears throat>
0: Hey, so listen. If you want to be a guest on the show, I guess the, the bar just got raised. You got to oh, yeah. bring, you got to like, bring, bring co hosts with you. You got to bring something as cute as Poppy, celebrity, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring Bill Murray next time.
1: I I could know. could there be a a, a, a Poppy themed mattress ad in our feature? Hmm. Could like an endorsement or or a yeah. marketing campaign? What does Poppy sleep on? I don't know. There's something there.
0: You got to be thinking. There's something there. Be thinking. <laughs> anyway, if you want to be a guest on our show, go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest. Um, I think Poppy could hold an adjustable bed remote. Could, could could do it. You, yeah. Could do it. Should have had her in the less more cuddle commercial.
1: Let's couple go back. One, couple, back number to couple number three or
0: animal number one. That's right.
1: That's right. So
0: we do prizes on the show. We've got some comments on. We didn't really get out in the beginning how that works, but that's okay. Prizes here on the show are awarded by those who have commented. Thank you to everybody that's been watching here live on the show. Um, Again, another reason if you're listening to this audio or thereafter, Mondays at two o'clock on all the social channels where you can search Lancaster Connects. We're pretty much playing live on the important ones. So Facebook, LinkedIn, um, YouTube. So you can comment there and then get in on the prizes. So we're getting ready to fire that up. Uh, my sleep better tip is, I'm just going to say, sleep better tip. You want to sleep better? Give back. Mm. Do like Betsy did. Like, didn't sit back in the middle of COVID, said, what can I do? It began by using her skills as a seamstress to give back to others. And then that blossomed in something that propelled the acorns' acres. There, I said it right. Get it. <laughs> Aaron's Acres got a heck of a lot of promo this episode. Well, it wasn't even intentional. They were fantastic. But Acorns, <laughs> yeah, they are. And and Acorn Acres is as well. And, um, but yeah, I mean, Betsy goes and, and and does something. And listen, it does feel good to give back uh for sure. Uh It's important. It's why we do this show. It's a platform that we can afford and invest in for our community. Because when our community is stronger and better and happier and, and more successful, our business is more successful. And that's why we do this show. So that's my Sleep Better tip. But we'll mail you the book. It's right there, it right there. Yeah, we're More dot com slash sleep dash better. We'll get that right next time. The point, but um, we'll mail you a copy and uh, see. I'll mail it right now. Well, it, it's, right
1: there. It used to be in front of us. Yeah, we changed that. So I got to work yeah, it out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but anyway. So that's that's my sleep better tip. So uh, testimonial uh, on on Google, uh, Marcy. Gave us a, a nice uh, testimony there. One of the things we pride ourselves on here, Jeffrey, is having unique products that people are not going find anywhere else, and sleep solutions and advice. Did you just full name me. I did. I did, I did, I didn't do, I didn't do first and middle name, just right. just first name. Um, so that's one thing we pride ourselves on here, having an experience and products you're not going to find anywhere else. So uh, this person, Marcy, has been through several short lived mattresses in the past few years. Unfortunate for them. Uh, We didn't have high expectations of finding a mattress that would work for our different body sizes and heights. Drew gave us a good education on what makes their mattresses last so long and why it would work for us. Flippable mattresses are so hard to find these days. So uh, it is one thing that we specialize in here are flippable two-sided long-lasting mattresses that are also extremely comfortable. you know, available to wide ranges, wide range of firmnesses, firm, soft, and everything in between. Uh, but mattresses that are going to last a long time and solve sleep uh, challenges. You know, and frankly, you walk into most other stores, and they're going to tell you that two sided mattresses don't even exist, which is a outright Which flies. Flies. <laughs> lies,
2: lies.
1: <laughs> so, thank you to Marcy uh, for the uh, for the review okay. and for yep. the kind words.
0: That's right. That's right. So uh, we spared you the football talk. All I'm going to say as an Eagles fan, and I love you know, this show title, Home for the Underdogs. That was a whole Eagles theme when we won our Super Bowl. Uh, it was by bye week for the Eagles. <clears throat> I'll say to the rest of the teams in the NFC East, you had one job, and that was to lose your games for us. That's all right. When we still win, we can say we did it all by ourselves because no one likes us and we don't care. We're the Eagles fans. We are the underdogs, and that's that. That's what I'll say on this week's football wrap up since it's by. And you know, that if you missed it. I'm a massive football fan, so I can't help but talk about it.
1: That underdog concept can translate across the street to the baseball stadium yeah. or you know, from Lincoln Financial Field to Citizens Bank Park. That baseball team is hot right now yeah. and World Series bound. So, no, there's a ton of Phillies fans out there, summer fans as right. well.
0: And then coming up next weekend, we got. We got Yenzers versus the Johns. We got Steelers versus the Eagles. Ross State. Yes. Yeah, rivalry. Pennsylvania, button heads. We'll see. <laughs> so, anyway, that was uh, that was this show, I man. That was a lot of fun. I don't know how we're going to talk Poppy. Hey, next week's guest, you better bring the heat. Oh my
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I did not know waking up this morning that we'd be in the presence of. That was a lot of fun. So, there we go. Uh,
0: thank you, Betsy and Poppy and Acorn Acres for all they're doing and the fun they brought. And uh, we'll see you next week on Micester Connects. Oh, 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 we have, uh, Chris saved the day. We almost like gypped our <laughs> prize winner. My goodness. We got all backwards, not doing the, you know, then Amy, yeah, you yeah. win. Congratulations, Amy. Amy, and and a faithful
1: watcher and, and commenter.
0: I hadn't seen Amy's comments for a couple of weeks. I thought maybe, you know, maybe we said but something. Maybe she found another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have you back. That's right. That's right. I think we're the only crazy local mattress guys to do a podcast. Right. Who took you away? Anyhow, hey, Amy, you won. You can either get the less normal more cuddle gear, which is right there. Pat my thumb. There you go. Congratulations, Amy. Or a restaurant gift card. Uh, We appreciate you. We appreciate everybody that watches. And now, officially, we'll see you next week on Lancaster Connects.